Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian, a podcast about all things cozy, which is in the title. I need to find a new way to introduce the podcast because I think it's, it's cozy. It's a it's very obvious what we're about because the title was well chosen. It's mm-hmm. it is what it is. A long list on a Google Doc. <laughs> we, <laughs> we found the perfect one. We had so many options for titles and. Still, my favorite was extremely soft and incredibly cozy. I like that too, but, but yeah, it's a little long. It's a little long, and this this kind of got to the heart of what this actually mm-hmm. is. So, if you're new to the podcast, it's only the second episode, so you know you're in good company. Everyone's new at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we and why are we? Again, all things cozy. And look, there's a lot of negativity in the world today, and so why not take an hour? And feel safe. And Light feel a calm. candle. Light a candle. Oh, by the way, so again, if you're if you're new, everyone's new. Each episode, we light a candle, a scented candle, the only candle worth lighting, <laughs> and uh, we'll review it at the end of the episode. And right now, we are burning a nature's wick, wood wick candle, um, and the scent is weathered wood. And I, so if you hear like a crackling, that is the nature's wick. Uh, free sound effects. Free sound effects. We, we have plenty of ambient sounds to bring to you today, mm-hmm. but that one is a free one that you might hear throughout the entire episode. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about cozy TV, television that makes us feel happy and warm. Mm-hmm. So before we get to that, we're going to talk about a, a new thing that we're going to start today. Oh, yes. <laughs> which is to release our resentments before we go into the episode. Mm-hmm. And the idea behind this is it's hard to be actually cozy if you're harboring negativity. Yes. So Let the cozy in. You know. Gotta let the bitterness out. Exactly. So let's let some bitterness out before we start today. In a new segment we like to call Release the Resentments. (laughs) We don't have a title for this yet. R&R. We don't know. Should this have a sound? Let's try a rainstorm sound. I have a soundboard hooked up today and I'm really excited to use it. I'm going to overuse it. Ooh, it's a storm. Lots of resentment in the, oh, those, you, those raindrops. The storm clouds are overhead, but we're about to clear those up in just a second. Um, so for me this week, going <laughs> things I'm resenting this week, and there's usually a long list, just social media in general, period. Mm. I, can't, I can't handle it anymore, it, especially Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I, I, I tweeted, um, this is part of the problem, I should just quit, but I, I can't quit because... I'm too invested in it at this That's point. How you get your news too in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and you know you're wondering what's going on. You have to check it, and and usually it's complete garbage. I can't handle how horrible it is. Mm-hmm. It's just every, every little thing that happens. There's a ton of unwarranted opinions. It's it's really awful. I feel I feel like we've gotten to like a whole new low with social media. It's a completely negative force in our lives. In general. Yeah, so many people are wearing masks, especially on Twitter. They're trying to present the perfect tweet. And sometimes it's so transparent that I can just cringe and feel so uncomfortable how hard people try on there. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind people trying hard for jokes or like trying to entertain or be light. Yeah. It's, it's more of like the kind of concern trolling that seems oh to happen God. so much. Yeah. Every little thing is this huge explosion of controversy. And it in a, in a time when so much matters, there's so... So many stupid things that people choose to focus on Mm -hmm. instead. It's really, really grinding my gears this week. I love saying grinding my (laughs) gears. Well, also what bothers me is when people tweet something like, 
just a reminder, uh, Republicans are trying to take your health care away. Like when you're trying to divert from some other topic, like, yeah, no, like I don't, I don't need those, you know. <laughs> Jillian, we are a clean <laughs> oh, sorry, podcast. Sorry, I forgot. Oh, I'm so sorry. If I you hear a little to... skip in that, it's because I edited oh, it out. Oh, jeez, I have to stop that. Okay, so, but anyways, just like friendly reminder while you're concerned about this, they're doing this. It's like, yes, we all know. I don't need you to re- remind me. It's kind of condescending. I don't like it. And it's overused in tweets, I've noticed. Like, just a reminder. It's creating this alternative reality where these huge controversies that don't exist in the real world. You see whole articles being built around these ideas that, oh my God, everyone had this horrible reaction. And really it's like you're covering a comment section. Literally every comment that's left on a blog or anything, a newspaper article, is garbage. And they're terrible people, but it's like maybe a handful of people. That's not how the culture is thinking. It's just how a couple of people with too much time on their hands. Because who comments? Who has time to comment? I don't know these people. I don't get it. But... They're, they're not the people we have to worry about. <laughs> so I, that's, that's my uh, resentment. I'm releasing it now. <laughs> it's gone. Jillian, what are you releasing today before we start? Oh, <laughs> how I feel like, you know, any little grinding your gears with your my partner, I guess. <laughs> little things that I, well, I guess. We're beating or, around the bush. If you're going to release your resentments, like release them well, clearly. Well, like, she doesn't we... listen, but. Um, <laughs> Whoa, we're getting personal. Well, just. It's with the getting takeout, because we get takeout kind of often, and uh, I really do love sushi and Asian food, and I know that we can't get that every time, but we always agree that, okay, we'll get something each other both likes, but it ends up just being something that she wants, because she's very picky about her food. Uh, I was going to say like a toddler, but... I'll go ham. It's like, <laughs> like a toddler. She just, you know, ha- she really loves sandwiches, and so... Um, I don't know. I just always end up getting something I don't like and ordering from a place. And it gets me even more, I was about to say a, a not nice word, but it, it gets me irked um, <laughs> when I also am the one purchasing it. And I yeah, just you want to have some it. control. Yes, you want to have some control. That sounds like actually really bad. Like, oh, if I'm shelling out the coins, honey, you got to <laughs> get, you know, got to get what I like. It's not about that. It's just that I would like sometimes to get what i want um well sometimes i like a little sushi roll thrown in there but she says she does allow me to get sushi but she never does <laughs> someone please let jillian order sushi <laughs> i know it's all i want i get so excited you know it's sometimes you get amped up to get a delivery and you're so excited oh yeah i'm gonna sit on my couch and then it's a, and then it's a sandwich yeah a hoagie Ugh. <laughs> I love help. hoagies. I have to be honest, I, I though. Oh, I do. Oh, I was like, no, I refuse. So I ended up buying more really expensive Indian food just to, like, appease the situation because I like Indian food. But there's only one Indian plate that she likes. It's really expensive. So it's, you know, it's a whole thing. If you ever see Jillian, buy her some sushi. That's yeah. what she's, she's jonesing for it. I'm always jonesing. <laughs> In general, yeah. <laughs> jonesing all around town. Okay, so our, our resentments are released. Yes. Now, now the air is clear. We can go forward with a, a positive mind and heart, a clean and clear spirit. Yeah, it felt really good. Just in time for our next truly cozy segment, which is uh, cozy locations. Mm. And at this time in the podcast, we talk about places that um, we enjoy and think are really nice and uh you know, a cozy, I, I was listening back to the first episode and we say the word cozy so many times and I'm, 
desperately trying not to use the word cozy, but it's really hard. Well, it's, it is really hard because I don't think there's really any synonym that goes with it. There's no. only like a mood associated with it. It's hard when you start a podcast called All Things Cozy to avoid the word cozy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I didn't think it'd be kind of bizarre to. So I'm just gonna go. Yeah, just deal with crazy it. with it. Just deal with it. We're gonna use that word a lot. Sorry. All right, so cozy locations, we do have a, a sound for that, and that is a fireplace. <laughs> Again, you'll notice the sound is so much better because of the soundboard. So here we go. Crackling fireplace. Is that the woodwick or an actual fireplace? I like it. Yeah. So imagine you're somewhere cozy, they have a fireplace. Maybe they'll have one of these in the place we're talking about next. Um, Jillian, what's your cozy location for this week? My cozy location is... The Baltimore City Public Library in Mount Vernon. That's crazy. That was the one I picked. <laughs> really? We did not coordinate this at all. Oh, That's really, really funny. We really are soulmates. Wow. I truly feel All right. That. Well, you say what you have to say about it, and then I'll, okay. I'll say my piece. Well, um, Matt and I lived in the same neighborhood, and well, I lived in Baltimore, Mount Vernon. And what I loved about the library is that not only was it in walking distance, but it's this gorgeous, gorgeous library. And it's often not uh, that crowded which is interesting to me because it's so beautiful and gorgeous and the staff there is so nice I ended up going almost every day after work and on I go there on the weekends because apparently I was just hanging out the library all the time and they're very very sweet librarian and she would always help me pick out not help me pick out but like I would tell her oh hey I want I've noticed this short story collection is coming out. Do you have it yet? And she got a way to order it for me. And she would we talk every time I came in there. And then there was this guy shelving the books and we became somewhat of little friends. And um, it's just so gorgeous. And there's so many nooks and kind people there who at, that's invaluable at a library. You need, you need people who are hustling the books for you and helping you find what you want. And it's just so gorgeous. I can't, I can't talk it's about how beautiful it is. It's the perfect size, It's so, it's so beautiful. And there's just so, yeah, there's different levels and, um, it's just it's so wonderful. I miss it so much. Because sometimes you can go to, I mean, there are many wonderful libraries across our, our great nation, but that one I really like because it's perfectly sized. It's mm -hmm. not some, some places like I'm, I'm from Chicago and the, the main branch of that library is, is gigantic gigantic to the point where it feels empty mm -hmm. and uh what i really love about the baltimore public library in mount vernon is it's large enough that it has a lot a great selection and yeah. it has all those nooks you can go hide somewhere but at the same time it's small enough that it's human scale and it kind of feels populated and, and yeah. being used and on that point it has a great programs. Like they're always bringing in wonderful authors, oh, yeah. and I've, I've, we've seen so we, many. Yeah, George Saunders, we saw yeah. there. Um, oh God, and I saw what's his name? Uh, the, who wrote Guts again? Oh, Chuck Pal. What? Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah, I don't remember his whole name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chuck we T. Saw, saw, saw him speak, and um, actually, I, I, I was exposed to one of my favorite authors. Now, uh, her name's Monica Drake. Mm. Um, she wrote the Stud Book, which is one of my favorite books. Um, all because of the Baltimore City Public Library. They're so City hard working library. there. They're Very so yeah. They have so much heart at that library. That librarian, I need to contact her. I just disappeared one day. <laughs> Never could come return. I should have said goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, she's they're probably so used to that. Yeah, you're right. A lot of people disappear in Baltimore. <laughs> That's true. Okay, 
So <laughs> a little sinister. Yeah. Ooh. Anyways. And I think it's time to talk about what we're here to discuss, Jillian, mm-hmm. which is cozy TV. Mm-hmm. We kind of did like a cozy TV exchange. I watched her choice, which was Dateline. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, that is cozy to her. And she watched an actual cozy show, which is Fixer Upper on HDTV. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, you know, maybe we'll start off with the... No, no, no. Yeah, I'll start off with Dateline because that's a little bit more intense. And then we'll oh, yeah. Then we'll, yeah, we'll relax. We'll yeah. unwind with Fixer Upper. Yeah. That is the order I'd watch them. If I were, if I had to do a double feature, I would start with Dateline. Yeah, that you need to... Unpleasantness yeah. out of the way. Jillian, talk about your love for Dateline. Oh my God. It, it goes so deep. I can't even tell you. I started watching my mom when I was younger. Um, we love true crime, but what's great about Dateline, and I, I don't want to say to downplay the, the murders and the heartache of the murders that, you know, causing pain for families and whatnot, because that's very very sensitive to that but um dateline is just also really silly because they only use four pictures they they only have four pictures of the victim or the the murderer and they just put those pictures on over and over and again and i really would love to write for that show because the narration is so ridiculous they're all about being over dramatic um, trying to throw in humor in weird places. And then there's Keith Morrison, who I adore. And when he passes away, I don't, I'll be so, I can even get teary-eyed thinking about it. He, so I had a question about Keith. <laughs> yes. Do his segments sound different than, I mean, obviously they sound different because his voice is incredibly creepy, but in terms of the way it's written, are they all written like that? Because it feels like, because I watched an episode to talk about it, and it feels like his were extra descriptive and flowery oh, yeah. and just kind of like mm-hmm. also like really weirdly worded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're writers. That's why I would just love Is to it do just for him or does everyone do that? Um, it's definitely more, yeah, overdone for Keith because he's become such uh, a, a figure for like, there's a fandom for Keith for sure. And I actually had a Keith Morrison birthday cake my mom made for me. and she that, put That's hand, fantastic. She put handcuffs on it and police tape and like a picture <laughs> of Keith. And then for my mom's birthday, I, I don't know. I think I tweeted something and Dateline had tweeted me and it was just, you know, there's just what an amazing a, day. It really was. So, um, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's cozy in the sense for me where, uh, it is that mystery aspect. I Me, mean, it's a little bit more hardcore, obviously, than a Lucy Stone soft mystery. Um, but it's just Keith always makes me feel cozy, and I just like a good and those mystery. murders. <laughs> really relaxing. Yeah. Okay, so I watched one episode uh, to talk about it. It was the episode I watched was called "The Charleston Affair," and I and I did oh god go out of my way to pick a Keith Morrison episode, yes. and this was one of them. The the terms and phrases that Keith uses in these segments are out of this world. At one point, he says, a person lied like a sidewalk. I've never heard that before in my life. What is that? Oh, is that, God. Is that unique to him? I don't know. Well, oh, boy. He just loves to go use these 
crazy phrases and loves to drum up uh, drama and flowery language. I, I've never heard something like that before from him, though. So at I, one point he's they old, cut to though. Him. He's getting old. Yeah. Well, at one point they cut to him and he's leaning against this like wall. Of course. In Charleston. In a leather jacket. In a leather jacket. It's like a, like a cobblestone street. And he's sitting there talking and at one point goes, jonesing for dope. <laughs> That's so funny. That's what's so hilarious about it. It cracks me and my mom up. He's so deadly. No pun intended. He just is so ridiculous. The, what was interesting to me about the episode was that the way that they tease, consistently tease out the, the actual like murder. Mm-hmm. And if you, it's, it's, it reminds me of the way that like, my mom tells a story, which is that there are all these details that you don't need at the beginning. And f- finally, after like 20 minutes of preamble, you get the story. Mm-hmm. And it really was like 30 minutes of just extra stuff. Yeah. Um, that they were just trying to kind of make an episode yeah. <laughs> as long as yeah, it needs they, to be. Yeah, they have to. The Charleston Affair, that was... The hitman one? Where that was the hitman, okay. yeah. So in the one we're talking about, a cop pulls over this heroin addict and he goes, he just starts spilling his guts about the fact that there's supposed to be a murder and mm-hmm. it's it's this between, uh, they, a hit was put on and this, this banker's wife, they're getting a divorce. Um, I'll give you the short version, which they don't give you in the show, which is just that... <laughs> um, the Bank of America guy his, is cheating on his wife with with his uh, with the secretary, mm-hmm. and they put a hit on her. So probably the, he would have to pay alimony. Yeah, and that's it. And they they arrest the the people, and that that's the end of it. But the my favorite part about that is so the Nancy is the name of the wife mm-hmm. um, who was uh, they were the attempting to kill. Victim, yeah, yeah, the intended victim. You know all these terms because you want a lot of Dateline. <laughs> At the very end, and this really was like a beautiful dessert after a really, you know, extensive, long, multi-course meal, was she ends up taking up stand-up comedy in her new life. Oh, my God. Without her murderous husband. Um, and her jokes her. are amazing. <laughs> I, I, I wrote them down. Oh. But the, the, my favorite one is um, she leads with, I'm Nancy. Or if you're Southern, Nancy. <laughs> That's the joke. Oh Good God. for her. I'm so proud of Nancy. She's alive. She, she's alive. Me. She's standing up and she's delivering <laughs> That's so funny. some version of comedy, well, which takes guts, honestly. So good for her. But it was really a bizarre end to that entire hour. and a, I mean, hour and a half if you're watching it after. I'm sure two hour if you're watching it live. It's crazy how long that show is. Well, I, there's sometimes more meat to it. That's that particular story does seem like there wasn't really much to go on, but that's part of the charm is that they're taking all these extraneous information and turning it into an episode and adding in ridiculous segments like the intended victim doing stand up following mm. almost being murdered, like silly things, and they know it's silly. And I love all the winks from the writers and the producers, and I just really love it. So, so what exactly about it is cozy to you? Oh, I, you know, I think we talked about like in the last episode how a lot of my coziness for Steve um, Martin, because he's my cozy celebrity, was just by association. I think same thing with a lot of my cozy feelings are derived from association. So, so this isn't this isn't a feeling that our, our listeners can share. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, well, no, no, it's it's cozy in the sense where. Um, 
I think a mystery, settling down to a mystery, getting a nice glass of wine, lighting a candle, you know, when when you're in settling in for a mystery, no matter what it may be, that sets a cozy precedent. And then Keith Morrison, I find very cozy. He's ridiculous (laughs) and he's fun and funny and that's, he's cozy to me. Uh, and then also the association of watching it with my mom. And whenever I go back home, we're always watching a Dateline. She's texting me about Datelines. We've probably talked so about Datelines all the time. Activity. Yes. It's a it's a Walter's tradition. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So that's. I mean, I know it's not for everyone, but it is for me. <laughs> so that's a Dateline. Shout out NBC. to Dateline. If you're looking for a writer, I'm I'm available. Please contact Jillian. Yes. She wants all, she'll be paid in sushi. Yeah, I, I, I would just shine Keith Morrison's shoes. I don't have to be paid anything. <laughs> um, all right. So following that, uh, I had you watch Fixer Upper, mm-hmm. um, which I think is getting bigger and bigger as the years go on. It's a... Yeah, they're very popular. It's a design and um, renovation show on HGTV. Um, it follows uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines, their company Magnolia Realty in Waco, Texas. And basically the premise of the show, if you haven't seen it, is um, a couple or somebody comes to them. They they show them three houses. Mm-hmm. They pick one house and then they renovate it and then they reveal it. And it's, you know, it's wonderful. Jillian, what did you think about Fixer Upper? Well, I found a little episode on YouTube. I think it was season two, episode seven. I ha- I hadn't heard about them before. Well, yeah, through news about them, which I will leave out of this podcast. Um, what, the, the lawsuit? Is that what you're talking about? No, it was some drama. Like, I, it's not very cozy. It was like a something about their church. Oh, Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> well I'm that's going. <laughs> very tantalizing. I haven't heard this at all. Yeah, so I what I like to do when I approach anything I'm sure you did with the Dateline, you put outside, like, your outside reference, and you just go head in and mm-hmm. try and soak in the cozy. What I like about this show that's cozy is that it's very safe feeling. No crazy um, stuff's going to go down. <laughs> no, like, no, not, nothing, you know, out there is going to happen. It's very formulaic, and shows that are formulaic are inherently cozy. Uh, I liked that they actually seemed to like each other. Mm-hmm. That was cozy. There seems to be a genuine love there between them. Yeah, that, that's that's what I love about that show is I really feel like as a couple, they're authentic. They they're seem authentic to authentic. me. If, if they're not, then they're amazing actors. Well, comparatively to that little couple in the OC who are now in the midst of some wild divorce, watching that show, they're the same. it's the same premise, only we're doing it in the OC. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I forgot their names. But you could tell, like, there's no love lost there. And that didn't make it cozy. I'm like, wow, these people on the camera shuts off. Right. But no with Chip and Joanna, down. like, yeah, it feels they're very, very and Ch- kind. And Chip is a wonderful, like, he's just the perfect kind of dad. He is. He seems very genuine. And, His jokes are yeah, really embarrassing. Yeah, I just love how he's kind of a goofball. And I... You know, I'm not a doctor, but he's clearly suffering from like ADHD. And she's like all around the place, and she's very, um, you know, she's just so into it, and they're mm-hmm. so into each other that that was really cozy and nice to watch, and just yeah, enjoying that. And their kids are cute. Oh, their um, kids are the the kids were not really a part of it early on, but like now, like when you watch like later seasons, they they are featured in most episodes. Yeah. And I was reading this crazy criticism of of them by some like hardline Christian about how 
Joanna's terrible because she's working too hard not being with her kids. Like, do you even watch the show? Because the kids are constantly there. <sighs> yeah, she's point. taking them onto the houses and they're doing this crazy construction. So I, I, those people can just, you know, you know what. And But anyways, I really enjoy their relationship. That was my favorite part of it. And he's a handsome man. And she's a you know, lovely... They're a beautiful couple. Yeah, she's a lovely woman. He looks just like Dennis Quaid. He does. He does. He definitely has that... Um, God, what's that parent trap vibes you know <laughs> just put him in napa with a plaid shirt but um i like that i also liked how their contestants or you know, not their contestants the people that are looking for houses they're always like pretty safe and chill they're not you know just a family looking for a new house this episode that i watched is this couple with two young kids and it's their first house that they were buying um and yeah they're very patient they're well both the Joanna and Chip, they're very mm-hmm. patient with the buyers or potential buyers. Yeah. And like There's never any like real tension between them and the client. No, there really isn't. And there's not a lot of tension between them. Mm-hmm. If they have an issue, they kind of just work it out or be silly with each other. So I would watch another one. Um Was that your first episode you've watched? I probably seen it. I think I first saw it. I was at a nail salon in North Carolina and they had it playing on the TV. So I was yeah. like, okay, I'll watch it. I've n- I have never watched the show, like, serially. Like, I, I just kind of, whenever it's on. And we just recently got cable because those the, the ridiculous way that the company I, I have prices their packages, like, getting cable is, like, as cheap as not getting cable. Yeah. So um, now I have cable. I never, never intended to have it. But the TV's just set to HDTV because it's always entertaining and i've reached this age i guess where like i'm constantly fascinated with home projects yeah. and looking at re- real estate it's interesting how you can just turn something around also like their little weird names for the bad houses when they're bad like oh this is the shingle shack yeah or, this is the <laughs> lopsided range names for the houses yeah they like name the bad houses they're showing what they're gonna flip and make nice they give it little names yeah so i thought it was cute this is kind of neither here nor there, but in an early episode I was watching, there's this amazing moment where as a birthday gift, I think it was Chip's 39th birthday, Joanna buys him a Jeep and it's uh, a manual and uh, what is it? What is that called? A manual? A uh, stick shift? It's a stick shift. Okay. I don't know anything about cars. I don't, yeah, I don't even know what that We're means. We're not a car podcast, all right? <laughs> anyway, so she buys him that and I guess like he had stuck it in like a a gear that meant drive. I don't know what I'm talking about, but so when he, immediately when he like started the car, it began moving mm. and she was standing in be- like it, it was the Jeep and then a van in front of oh. it uh, on the curb. So she's, she's oh. standing between them. The car starts hurtling forward. Oh, she has no. a leap out of the way. He almost crushed oh, his my wife. God. It was an amazing moment Wait, of reality. I, television. And, and they were filming it. They, they were filming it and he crashed right into the van. What did he say? It was, that was the best part of it was that it was like authentically like he was so upset. Oh. He just kept saying, oh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> oh. And it was, it was really That's adorable. so cute. Oh, I have to see that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. And she like, she jumps out of the way just in time. He was not going incredibly fast, but I mean, if they manufactured that moment, it worked on me, but I don't, it didn't feel manufactured. I don't, was he it, crying? It's kind of embarrassing to cry. He wasn't crying, but he was very upset. Wow. Um, she was a good sport about almost yeah. dying. Um. But, and then in terms of the style, like the way that she renovates the houses, um, it is one of the few shows where like I typically 
really love her taste. Mm-hmm. Although if you start watching enough episodes, you see how much she repeats the exact oh, same Oh, yeah. It's back, backsplash. And it's like, all this shiplap and yeah. crown molding. She's always... Any, any show on HDTV is going to remove popcorn ceiling. And I truly do not understand what the big deal is about popcorn ceiling. I've never hated it. I don't know why there's this complete agenda against popcorn ceiling. Agenda? It's, it, there is. If you watch TV, they're, they're systematically, it's a, it is a campaign against popcorn ceiling. When reason. did popcorn ceiling become popular? I have no idea, but HGTV does not uh. endorse them at all. Yeah, I mean, pretty much um, all the same. And of course, a little trashy reality TV show junkie in me does want there to be a little bit of drama. But that's not very cozy. No. Yeah. So I'm like, what if someone just came home to the house and was like, I hate this. The the drama is always inherently like, oh, we thought we could do this, but actually the roof needs work. That always happens with these shows, like the oh, renovation yeah. shows. They always discover that the roof needs work. Yeah. Or there's like some crazy thing with the plumbing. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I really liked it. But yeah. And also her, her style, I typically love it even if it can be repetitive, but there's, she is a little, she goes overboard in the shiplap. Mm-hmm. I, the, the one recent episode, she like just put shiplap over every single wall and it was oppressive. It was like, it made everything feel smaller. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. And then the other thing she does is when she decorates, she always puts these gigantic, you know, those gigantic decorative clocks you can buy at Target. Oh yeah. I saw that in the, my episode. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get those clocks. Yeah. I, hate, I hate those giant fake clocks. That you can't even read because they're so ornate. Mm-hmm. I despise them. I think, yeah, I'm sure the people take down the decorations. Yeah. Like, There's a lot of just like, or any of these shows, like the decorations they put out that are like, oh, that kind of is aesthetically pleasing. But mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, I don't know if I want 12 glass orbs on my table. Yeah. Or like a chalkboard. I hate the chalkboard trend. They're like, oh, I put in a nice chalkboard wall for you. Yeah, I don't no want to write that. stuff on that. Yeah, I'm not going to touch chalk. Yeah, yeah I don't. Dude, I have nothing to write on there. No, chalk is over. Yeah. We're done. It's whiteboards all the way. Mm-hmm. We're done with chalk. So, lesson note to Joanna. <laughs> you felt cozy, though. I did. You know, it's just something to uh, t- turn off your mind to and just enjoy. There's no no calamity going on in these shows. You can just kind of relax and enjoy it. So, that's nice. Yeah, I, I I absolutely adored that show, and I, I when I discovered it, I really thought like I was the only one because no one talks about it. Really, I feel like I see it everywhere. I was, no, you're right. I was sorely mistaken yeah, because there's a it's a big cult following. It's a huge following. I don't know why I thought I was the only one to f- figured it out. I think what really happened was I was late to getting cable, mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, so everyone was already on board. And and now I hear shiplap jokes all the time, and then I think it's genuinely because of their influence hmm. there you go all right so any any final thoughts on cozy tv no just that like i said i'm available to dateline if they ever need me listeners if you <laughs> first of all if you're a dateline producer call julian yeah also though if you would like to write to us about your favorite cozy tv we'd love to hear from you mm-hmm. um and we're always looking for suggestions so please reach out to us um, all right. So I think it's now time for us to wind down, mm-hmm. um, and we'll wind down our typical way with a couple of segments. And the first one is celebrities that calm us. Oh. And I feel like a kid who hasn't done his homework because I truly have not thought of a celebrity that is calming me recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, well, let's first buy time by putting a sound effect on. And I think, let's see, what's a good... A shooting star. We, a shooting. I know. I don't think that makes a sound. 
<laughs> I guess you're right. Shoo. I don't think there's a sound for that. Um, let's try. Uh, did we do cat purring yet? Mm, I don't think let's so. Try, this is very here. Here, this is a very ASM. I don't ASMR. Enjoy the cat purring. Is what I'm saying. Julian hates this. I sound. don't like it. She's Sounds like a lawnmower. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like cats. Sounds very. Uh, that cat's gonna leap out and tear. You think so? I love it. All right. That's cat purring. Uh, I guess, you know, the sound triggered something in me and it has stimulated a thought. I, a a celebrity that always calms me, even though I don't think she's inherently a very soothing person, but Michelle Pfeiffer, (laughs) I'm thinking of Catwoman. Yeah. I'm always excited to see her. I think she's an amazing actress. Yeah, she's good. Her Catwoman is iconic. Mm Mm-hmm. That's it's not cozy necessarily, but it is amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, listen, I did not prepare for this segment. I'm going to be well, totally honest. Just come, come for your heart. Yeah. So, the, so my, what my heart is saying right now is talk about Michelle Pfeiffer. I, I feel like she. I want to see her in more. I don't see her enough. She's, she's stable. She's. I mean, I don't think she needs to to do much at this point. Yeah. Um. She's still, I think, in in my opinion, she's still the best Catwoman that's ever existed, and. She was wonderful in Hairspray. Was she in What Lies Beneath? She was, yeah. She's really good in that. Yeah. I mean, she's, ever, she's good in everything she's beautiful. she does. Um, she's gorgeous, and she's very talented. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she's mentioned in a Bruno Mars song, so what could be cozier than that? Oh. <laughs> I've never... Do you have a celebrity that's actually calming, or are you, are you as panicked as I am about um, this segment? <laughs> I, I really do enjoy Sally Fields. Oh, that's a great choice, yeah. Um, she makes me cozy probably for a reason that many people, maybe, I don't know, relate to, but Brothers and Sisters. People Have you probably, watched that as a TV show or a yes, movie? Yes, it's on It's e- both, right? It was no, oh, I don't know if it's, it might be a movie, I don't know, but it's on, it was on ABC and she just played this cozy, rich California mom and there was a lot of family drama and turmoil, but it was just such a safe show because with any major network TV show, like, they're not doing any crazy stuff and... It was just a cozy show because she's very cozy in it. She was the matriarch and she, you know, had kept all her big, huge family together throughout their little dramas. And she just was always wearing these, you know, safe, rich mom outfits. Um, she was into gardening, I think, on that show. She just was such a caretaker. And I was like, oh, it's so nice to just check in with Sally on Sundays with brothers and sisters. <laughs> Um, and then Mrs. Doubtfire, I loved her. Oh, yeah. Death. that's To me, that's the epitome of her, you know, warm, soothing, safe work. She is. She's just like, yeah, soothing, safe work. She always plays a mom, a good mom, and she's just enjoyable. Well, unless she's playing Mary Todd, who is a fine mom. Yeah. A little crazy. You know what? I feel like I'm perpetuating, like, historical violence against Mary Todd <laughs> by repeating these rumors about her mental state. But... What's amazing to me about Sally Field is how much how hard she campaigned for the role of Mary Todd in Lincoln. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she she was really gunning for it, and she got it, and she was amazing. Um, yeah, she's just a great actress, and I just love the mom roles that she plays, and she's very good at that, and they're always very cozy. Love brothers and sisters. She's she's great at playing a mom yeah. in all ways, shapes, and forms. She is. I think she's also a very good mom in real life with her son, who is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Joey's championing him being out and 
She just nice. And she's a very outspoken voice in politics too. Yeah, she is. She's just a good a good egg. Yeah. Good egg, Sally Field, Michelle Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Those are our celebrities that calm us yeah. this week. And now it is time for our candle review. We've been burning while we've been recording, we've been burning a nature's wick weathered wood candle. It's like that wood wick type that crackles. Which I think is supposed to be soothing here. I'm going to get the microphone close to it so you can hear what this sounds like. So that's the nature's wick. Um, Jillian, thoughts? To be quite honest with you, I can't really smell it. It's very light. It's very light, and I don't know. Maybe I'm congested. I don't know. I can't really smell it. It doesn't have the strength that the candle weed, the teakwood candle yeah, we had I really like last that. time yeah. had. It's not very strong. It's very subtle. I kind of like that it's subtle, but you know, yeah, if you're looking for a stronger scent, this is not the candle for you. And it has a nice crackle though. Do you like the crackle? I like the crackle. I enjoy crackles. <laughs> <laughs> like a good crackle. I, I don't know. My issue with it is I thought I liked woodwick candles and then I've been letting I've been um burning this one for about a week now. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, what's going on? Like, what's wrong? Is the house on fire? I, yeah. it's, it, it produces some anxiety in me. I don't know. I, I, there, I don't know if I have the, the constitution for a woodwood candle. It's, like it, it, it kind of feels like something's wrong when I'm hearing it. So I don't know if I like that so exactly. If you ha- yeah, it's probably not good if you have any uh, triggers with fire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if I had a fireplace, it'd be one thing, but I'm just not expecting that sound from a candle, and so it freaks me out sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it sounds oh. great on, on mic. Yeah, I really like that. Love that. I'll have to give it an up-close sniff later. <laughs> so, I don't know, how many, one wick up for this this week? Yeah. Yeah, not a, not a two-wicker. I don't want to be a hater, but yeah. it's not that good. Yeah, it's pretty light. It is a, it is a very pleasant kind of... Mm-hmm. greeny gray color i really do enjoy the color it's it's very appealing goes with a lot so attractive in any home yeah attractive in any home <laughs> all right well i think that about does it for this week um as always please um rate us and review us on itunes come and follow us on social media even though i hate it yeah <laughs> um the podcast is on Instagram. What is our at? Oh, I'll have to look in. Listen, we haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> no, no, I I set up the Instagram account, but it's all things cozy podcast. I mean, there can't be that. Let's just search it. Yeah, You'll find it. I I just don't remember the exact because sometimes you know names are taken, and I I wrote it down. It's just not with me here. But it's one of those things. We're on Instagram, all things cozy. and Facebook as a podcast. Yeah, personally, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at. Pivo Varchek, P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Oh, I'm just about my memory. I think my, <laughs> it's my first name, G-I-L-L-I-A-N, and then W-L-T-R-S, Walters Without Vowels. Or don't follow us on Twitter, because honestly, Twitter is garbage. Yeah. All so right. yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us, and uh, stay cozy. Yeah, stay cozy.